Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The coronavirus means we're not going on a summer holiday, but travellers are finding it takes more than a week or two for airlines and holiday companies to refund their money. Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast about personal finance and investing. I'm Claire Barrett, FT Money Editor, and today's special edition of the podcast is dedicated to all of the listeners and readers who've been getting in touch with us to complain that airlines, holiday companies and even credit card providers are taking them on a magical mystery tour when they ask for what is their legal right, a cash refund for a trip that has been cancelled. My two special guests today, FT columnists Michael Skopinka and Lindsay Cook, are here to talk about the various issues travellers are experiencing, which airlines appear to be the best and worst for refunding your cash, and how UK listeners can go direct to their credit or debit card provider to request a refund for cancelled flights and holidays. Well, the FT's Michael Skopinka writes our popular frequent flyer column, although since the lockdown started, it probably should have been rebranded the infrequent flyer as business travellers and holidays alike have largely been grounded. Now, Michael, like me and millions of others, has been pursuing various airlines to get a refund on flights that have been cancelled. Even though consumers are legally entitled to ask for their money back in most jurisdictions, many of us find ourselves stuck in a holding pattern chasing the cash. Well, welcome to The Money Show, Michael. Hello, Claire. Actually, you said uh, I should be called now the infrequent flyer. I think it's probably more appropriate to call me the grounded flyer. (laughs) Well, grounded or not, the world's airlines appear to be doing everything they can to avoid shelling out and giving us our money back. Yes, although not all airlines are behaving this way. So, Mm. uh, I spoke uh, a couple of weeks ago to uh, Rory Boland, who's the editor of Which Travel, and uh, he said uh, EasyJet and Jet2 uh, are two airlines which have been helping customers with their refunds, have been pretty good about it. And that is the reader feedback I've been getting as well since I, I wrote my column about this. Now, I should say one thing. I also said that Which had found that British Airways was one of the villains in this. Uh, British Airways has got a system where if you want a voucher, rather than a refund, uh, you click on a particular button. Whereas if you want a refund, you have to phone a number. And uh, which said then, I had uh, something from uh, one of our readers on this as well, said that people were having difficulty getting through to the number. Now, I have to say, since I've written my column, I've had quite a lot of readers contacting me and also commenting below my column saying, actually, BA has pre- behaved pretty well and they've been getting their refunds. 
the real miscreants seem to be at Ryanair. Ryanair pushes people to take vouchers. Uh, when they ask for refunds, instead, once again, suggests vouchers. Now, as you said, Claire, people are legally entitled to a refund, but quite a few airlines are either pushing them to get vouchers, or in my case, I've got a trip. I had a trip booked to Australia, to Melbourne with Singapore Airlines. Uh, it was easy to apply for a refund, easy to say I was going to get a refund. I still haven't got one, and the airline can't tell me when I'm going to get well, I think it's a similar story um, everywhere you look. And for the record, I've got a claim in with EasyJet and they've been giving me um, <laughs> the, the, the runaround. So it certainly isn't a oh, universal um, experience that one airline is, is particularly good or one airline is bad. I've also been trying to get a refund from Ryanair and exactly the same thing that you said happened. I asked for it to be um, a refund, but I was then emailed saying you have asked for a voucher. Um, and it's incredibly annoying. Now, on the lower value flights, I think people might think, well, I'll take my chances with a, with a voucher. But on the higher value um, flights and holidays that people have booked, I think, you know, obviously, this is a bit chicken and egg because people are fearing that airlines will go bust and they want their money back before that happens. But equally, this is a really large amount of uh, money we're talking about. So it's putting considerable cash flow um, pressure on the airlines who, let's face it, are having, you know, a crisis of existence at the moment. Yes, they are. Um, LATAM in Latin America has just filed for uh, Chapter 11 protection. Uh, Lufthansa has just uh, received a a big bailout from uh, the German government. Yes, the airlines are in trouble. On the other hand, uh, Clara, as you said, consumers have their own cash needs. Uh, They don't know when they're going to be able to fly again. And as you said, uh, If they don't get their money back, if they accept a voucher instead or they're still waiting for their money, uh, the worry is that the airline is going to go bust and uh, just leave them as just another creditor. And tell us how much money, Mike, is owed to passengers at the moment for for cancelled flights. It's a really big figure. It is. Well, uh, IATA, the International Air Transport Association, which is uh, the Airlines Association, puts the figure at $35 billion dollars. At $35 billion, uh, the passengers have paid for flights which they can't now take because of COVID-19 and for which they're waiting for their money. Now, just to put that into some sort of context, uh, the U.S. government uh, has agreed a $25 billion payout for the airlines. So uh, consumers uh, who haven't been able to travel are really the biggest bailers out of the airlines by quite a long way. And uh, this is, in effect, a loan to the airlines, an involuntary loan, and none of us asked to lend this money or asked whether we wanted to lend this money. Uh, It's unsecured and it's zero interest. Now, at this point, I'm going to bring in Lindsay Cook, the FT's money mentor columnist. Now, Lindsay, you've separately been writing in FT Money about how UK-based customers who are frustrated by long delays from airlines and holiday companies to process refunds are going direct to their credit card and debit card providers to get the cash. Yes, and and it seems there's a whole swathe of people who have struggled, been refused to get uh, cash, offered vouchers, um, sometimes not even able to get through to the um, companies. And they're going to their credit card companies and their uh, debit card companies because there are two systems where they can get a full refund and it seems to be getting better and easier for them. The um, banks won't tell us how many people are claiming in this way, um, nor will the credit card companies, but which the consumer group um, had an increase 
a tenfold increase in inquiries on their um, online tool to help people to um, make claims under the Consumer Credit Act. They went from a thousand inquiries a month in February to 10,000 in March and April. And I imagine they're even higher in May. Um, Customers are annoyed they can't get through to the travel companies on phone, that their refunds are rejected. um, And they know that under the Consumer Credit Act, they are entitled to get their full money back if their flight costs more than £100. And the lesser known chargeback system is with debit cards, you only have to have spent £10. And lots and lots of people are making claims. Some of them are still coming unstuck because it seems some of the people in the call centres don't understand the rules. And one of the areas that there is a problem, if you've only paid the deposit on a credit card or a charge card, they say you can only have that much back. That is wrong and and can be challenged. But um, overall, uh, and also some credit card companies are um, saying, uh, if you've been offered a voucher, that's good enough. We're not going to intervene in this. That again is wrong. Well, fortunately, we have a black belt um, in consumer rights um, in the form of Lindsay. So for listeners who are thinking, "Hmm, you know, should I pursue this route to make a claim? Let's just go through the specifics for firstly, people who are trying to do so on a credit card and secondly, people who are trying to do so on a on a debit card. So if you've paid for a flight or a holiday booking or even a deposit um, for a holiday booking on your credit card, then the magic words here are section 75 Um, you claim under Section 75 of the Consumer Credit Act. But in practice, that often means just downloading a form on the credit card company's website. Yes, yes, the forms are easy to use. There are lots of examples of what qualifies and what doesn't. And um, one of the things where people fall foul is that they book flights, they're going, say, to Berlin and back on separate days, and the airline sees that as not a return flight but two singles, and if both of them are not more than £100, then they don't qualify because the minimum on the Consumer Credit Act is £100. Um, and and that's a, a, a small thing that goes through. Also, one of the things that people fall foul is if they are an additional cardholder, um, a partner, um, if they book the flights, um, they're not clay, uh, they're not entitled because it is a direct relationship between the credit card company and the credit card holder. And the credit card company is as responsible for making sure you get the service or a refund as the retailer or the service provider. Absolutely. And in the case of the Section 75 <laughs> claim that I have done um, for a group of flights that I booked um, which for my family, which has now been cancelled, um, I phoned up my credit card provider to see if I could do this. And I was directed by their um, automated switchboard to an online claim form, which to my mind tells me how many people they're getting phoning up um, with a problem. And it was kind of pre-filled um, with a drop-down menu of which flight provider um, you wanted to, to make the claim against. Now, I've done that. I was also asked to upload documentation showing that I'd contacted um, the flight company asking for a refund and anything else that I felt was relevant to my claim. Now, I was happy to do the screenshots and attach those because I'm quite a tech savvy person. But according to the letter of the law, Lindsay, um, you shouldn't necessarily need to, to do that in order to get your money back through the Section 75 process. 
No, I think it's better if you have tried to get the money from the um, service provider. But under Section 75, you do not have to have um, done battle with them. And you don't have to have had a final refusal. That's really the main thing, because often with these financial things, you've got to have had a final refusal. If they're just messing around and saying, no, it's vouchers, go straight to the credit card company or the debit card company and make an application online. If you get refused and you think you are right, and a lot of people are being refused because of, as I say, people who in the call centres are not familiar with the details, um, if you get refused, appeal. If you get refused again, take your case to the financial ombudsman. None of this costs money other than it takes you time to do it and you don't have the money in your bank account while you're waiting. But if you um, make a claim on the financial ombudsman and eventually you're paid and it's taken a year to get it, you do get interest at 8%. Well, that's worth knowing. And then just finally, to, to wrap up on the on the logistics of making a claim, not many people know that if, even if you've paid on a UK debit card, you can also um, apply to get your money back from the card provider. But that's called chargeback, as you said, slightly different process, £10 minimum, same thing with an online form, filling it in, doing an electronic signature. And you, and you have 120 days to do it with a chargeback on a debit card. And it's not 120 days from the day you make the payment. It's 120 days from when the service should have taken place. So if it's a concert um, or it's a flight and you booked it months in advance, the 120 days doesn't start running until the flight is, should have taken place or the concert should have taken place. And some people are put off by that. Um, with the Consumer Credit Act, you've got up to six years to make a claim. Don't tell people that. They'll procrastinate <laughs> and, put, and put it off forever. So now I've got a question now for, for both of you, Michael and Lindsay. Now, you've, you've both said you've been contacted by lots of readers with gripes about airlines and holiday companies. And obviously, both of your articles on this topic have received lots of comments online. Now, who stands out as being the best and the worst companies for handling these refund requests? Um, I'll go to you first, Michael. Well, strangely, as I said, um, Claire, I've had a lot of people uh, jumping to the defence of British Airways. Now, this is really, really unusual for my column because British <laughs> Airways is a bit of a pantomime villain for FT readers, I think because so many of them are based in the UK and that's the airline I use. So I would say uh, they have stood out. I've had good comments. I can't say I've had that many, but good individual comments about Cathay Pacific. I have had particularly bad comments, I should say, about Air France KLM. Now, Air France KLM is sending a very strange email to people. It is saying that governments, European governments, have asked the European Commission to relax the rule on refunds, the law on refunds. Now, that is true. It what is. What KLM is not telling its customers is that the European Commission has slapped them down. <laughs> uh, that, that, that seems to me to be some nerve, really, to say, well, actually, we've asked this. And uh, one reader sent me a, a, an email from Air France KLM saying that the um, Dutch Minister of Infrastructure and Water Affairs has decided that you can get a voucher rather than a refund. Now, the Dutch minister, however powerful she or he is, really does not have the right to overrule European law. 
Well, as we say, it's a fast-moving situation, so obviously we're, we're watching um, any further decisions coming out of the EU. But Lindsay, what are you getting in terms of feedback from um, readers of the FT about who is good and who is bad at providing customer service? Well, the outstanding goodie is American Express. Um Considering their number of customers compared to some of the others, like MarketCard, et cetera, um, I've had tens of people since the article uh, appeared saying how quick and easy getting a charge back on Amex was. And in general, I'm getting much more um, pleasant experiences relayed to me about chargeback. And I find this is quite remarkable mm. when chargeback is not legally enshrined. It's a, something that they do and they aren't required to by law, whereas the credit card companies are required by law to, to pay us. And so whether it's because they have fewer customers and therefore they can do it properly, I don't know. But um, I've got one reader who paid the deposit on uh, credit card and the rest on charge card. And he was wrongly told that he couldn't make the whole claim on his credit card. Um, it's turned out to be better because he's got the money quicker from the charge card and it was by, by way a large amount, 10 times as much on the charge card, got that quickly, still waiting for £600. And one area, Lindsay, that you have found, unfortunately, falls between the cracks of these various consumer protections is if people have used a third party website um, to, to book a flight or to book a concert ticket, and it's much harder then to get either Section 75 or the chargeback rules to apply because your credit card or bank statement will show that you've made a payment to that third party rather than direct to the airline or holiday company. Yes, when the, when the Act came in, I don't think most of us went through third parties. And I don't see why people do nowadays, because it's so easy to book flights directly and it gives you direct protection. Um, and even with concerts, most time, if it's the venue's agent, you're covered if it's a, another one that's bought them in the market and then selling them on, you're not covered. Mm. Well, something to bear in mind for when we can book flights and concert tickets. Um, again, now, Michael, a separate area that all airlines are handling very differently is what to do about loyalty schemes for frequent flyers. Now, you could say that this falls into the, the category of a, of a rich person's problem. But we know um, from writing about this before that FT readers are absolute aficionados of these frequent flying schemes. And naturally, if you're going to be downgraded from one category of membership um, to another, this is going to affect the quality of business travel in the future. Yes, I mean, as you say, um, Claire, this is very much a, a, a rich person's problem. Um, and also, uh, it's not an immediate problem because uh, none of us is going anywhere at the moment. Oh, yes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I, I, uh, I, I was a, a British Airways uh, a silver card holder in their executive club. And, and frankly, I was expecting, even without the coronavirus, uh, to be downgraded to uh, blue, which is basically absolute beginners, because I really didn't do much flying with BA this year. Uh, as it happened, um, uh, British Airways has got uh, what's called the soft landing. They just downgrade you by one tier. So I've been downgraded to bronze. But... Airlines have adopted different approaches to this. Quite a few airlines, 
Qantas, American Airlines, Singapore Airlines have basically just extended their frequent flyer statuses for a year. So if you were a gold card holder or a silver card holder, you just get another year automatically. Uh, others, including British Airways, British Airways has made it easier to uh, acquire the different levels and uh, they've reduced the points requirement by 30%. But basically, if you come to the end of the year and you haven't been able to fly because of uh, coronavirus, well, tough luck, you just get downgraded by one level. Uh, as I said, I don't think this is in the scheme of things, looking at what we're looking at in the world at the moment, particularly important. But it does tell us something about airlines' approach to customer loyalty and airlines thinking one day we're going to be able to travel again and we want our loyal customers to come back. We want them to have a warm feeling about us. So I don't see that it costs the airlines very much to extend this for a year and it does seem to enhance customer loyalty. Well, lots of information there. Thank you very much to the FT's Michael Skopinka, our frequent and now grounded flyer, and to Lindsay Cook, our money mentor columnist. Now, if you want to read more about the practicalities of getting your money back, Lindsay's column, Flight Refunds Will Credit Card Companies Pay Out, is on our website now, ft.com slash money, and you can read the whole back catalogue of all of Michael Skopinka's columns on the FT website too. Just look for Frequent Flyer. If you want to tell us about your experiences, contact us. Our email address is money at ft.com. Always love to hear from you. And you can follow the latest news updates on Twitter. Our handle is at FT Money. Well, that's it from the FT Money show this week. The podcast was edited in London by Lucy Warwick-Ching. I'm Claire Barrett, and we will be back next week at the usual time. Goodbye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.